Welcome to Doctor Who's line, is it? Anyway, where everything's made up and neither script nor canon matters. Listeners, and welcome back to Doctor Who's Line Is It Anyway, the latest done our review series of Series 12. Wow, exciting, isn't it? Tell you what's also exciting, I'm not even in this one. How did that happen? I don't know. Anyway, over to the other four for their thoughts on Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Well, Wiles usually starts it out with, what did everybody think? Here it is, here it is. Hi, everyone. We're going to be talking about Tesla's Night of Terror. There it goes. Is that, that was the name, right? Yeah. Okay, Tesla's Night of Terror. Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. There we go. Robin has it right. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and as now. As opposed to Bob Tesla. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said as opposed to Bob Tesla. Slightly less well known, yeah. but. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool guy. Nikola's little brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so oh, it was what? awesome. <laughs> okay, one awesome, one awesome from Sue. What else, Randy? What did you think? I'll second that. I'm having a hard time finding much not to like. Yeah, this one I thought was exceptionally was really well done, especially the effects. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. And Darren, I found it incredibly moving, in as much as it made me want to move to another room. No, seriously? It bored the living shit out of me. <laughs> Absolutely fucking wank. It just, uh. yep. This is why Didn't we like... wanted to do this, Aaron. <laughs> Didn't like this one either. This, this was worse than last week's. An absolute, absolute shit show. <laughs> What did you find? Uh, what, what, what did? What was it that you didn't like about it? How long have we got for this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, Miles asked us to keep it under, keep it at forty-five minutes. So. Oh well, um, I didn't like any of it really. Uh, I thought the te- the casting of Tesla was very good, and that's about it. I thought the CGI was horrific. Yeah, I thought the whole Doctor just sort of dropping in right as this shit happens just seemed a little contrived, I don't know, the whole thing was a load of crap, really. So why did she drop, this is kind of something I missed because there was a little bit of flash, why did she actually drop in? Was it just like they were going to go tour Tesla's, I mean... She was detecting the energy from that little green ball. Ah. The the orb, yeah. But it it was kind of an abrupt entrance. There was no transitional Mm -hmm. introductory Why, why are they there? They were just kind of dropped in. Yeah. And well, that little orb must have put out a hell of a lot of energy to call her across all space and time, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we'll go right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that did seem a little far-fetched, I guess. Yeah. And she said it was a stolen technology and reworked, but the fact that I mean, they, they could have gone anywhere, and suddenly she just drops into his lab, and it was like. Did I miss something? Because I had had to cover my eyes quite a bit. So, 
there was a lot of did I miss something? No, I don't think you did. No, okay. it was just it was just badly explained. Yeah, it, it seems okay. like they've they've done that in a few other Jody stories as well, where they just, it's like how did they happen to be here? Yeah. 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 It's just boom. They don't have a purpose for being there. They just are there. You know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. Well, what they could do, I guess, is resuscitate the idea of the randomizer. We're back to the days when the doctor can't control where the TARDIS goes. But Oh, I would like that. Something <laughs> where we actually have some stories that just have nothing to do with anything. That would, that would justify just... not explaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would. And, and, you know, I was listening to A Big Finish story, and it, it was a Paul McGann story. And he said, you know, I miss the days. I miss the days when it just... It was so random. We didn't know. I missed the mm-hmm. randomness. And that would be a really cool idea to bring back, like you're saying, is that the doctor now no longer wants to know where they're going. He, she doesn't want to direct yeah. it. Let's just go where the flow, let the TARDIS take us where it needs to be. Then that would have explained, mm-hmm. oh, it needs to be here because of this, or this isn't yeah. going to happen in the world. That would have totally explained why she dropped into that lab, because then she would have dropped in going, what's going on, guys? You know? Oh! Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the other stories, like you said, it's like, oh, that's why we're here, so that it's more of a, what the hell are we doing here? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Did I miss... But it seemed like it was more deliberate that they were there, though, because everyone, with the exception of the Doctor, was in period dress. Yaz, Brian, and Graham were all dressed and fit into the period, so... It's almost like mm-hmm. maybe they're taking a magical mystery tour of 1900 Earth in the you know turn of the century time frame, mm-hmm. rather than. But then you know what would have been really cool, and I know the Doctor never changes her outfit, is that they would have kept the outfit in the theme of the outfit, but into a period yeah. type of thing, so that even though you'd have the rainbow suspenders, the, the shirt, and everything, it could have worked into a dress that would have fit the period so that not just the companions were dressed in the period Mm -hmm. but she would have been dressed in the period as well only in the same idea as what she's wearing right now because Mm. either everybody saw her in that period or nobody questioned why she was dressed like that because edison would have questioned that first are you a loose woman i mean it would it would have been you know what i mean why are you dressed in trousers yeah because that would have been different Definitely. Yeah, they did set a precedent in Spyfall that she could wear something other than her doctor costume. Yes, yes. True. And it would have been... Yeah, and she looked, she looked really good in the Spyfall costume, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 And, I mean, you've seen costumers at, at the conventions that would take the theme of the doctor and just change it into whatever they wanted. Yeah. And it would be like, that would have been beautiful. Even a rainbow hat, anything just different, but would fit in yeah. a little better. So even though it's awesome, there's there's anyway. improved places to improve. No. Yeah. <laughs> by, the, by the time we finish this episode, you'll all hate yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no. Well, one of the things that I thought was particularly well done is somebody obviously did some research on this and researched Tesla before they wrote mm-hmm. for that character because they had the scientific elements right. They had some of those details. They had a lot of those details right, because I knew who Nikola Tesla was, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know everything that he had done. And after watching that episode, it prompted me to go and do a little bit more research into his life and find out. And 
those drawings, those, those were his drawings. They were reproductions of his drawings. Mm-hmm. They were reproductions of mm-hmm. that tower and every, every and everything. And it's like, son of a bitch, they actually spent some time. Somebody did a lot of detailed effort to put yeah. to get that right. And if you put the picture of the character next to the picture of the man, a photo, a side-by-side photo, they're dead on. They could be brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they mm-hmm. really did. They really somebody really was looking at some of the details, uh, and I think a lot of the real detailed information was there yeah. that sometimes is lacking. That has sometimes been lacking, and so the scientific element was really there, and that I appreciated. Mm-hmm. Oh. Including, it's a shame yeah. they never did any research into Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty scientifically detailed for historical. Well, the the idea too about Edison and Tesla. Oh, the rivalry, yeah. Even the, even that, even the rivalry, mm-hmm. it's like wow. Yeah. Um, including keep your hands off, you know, bam, yeah. keep your hands off. And that really did happen. Tesla worked for yeah. for Edison for a while, and then they yeah. split. Mm-hmm. So. And and that was Edison's thing was I'll make you penniless, and he did. He died. It's it, the story yeah. is so sad about him. And how brilliant he yeah. was and that he did die penniless and it was so, so sad. And that was yeah. Edison's threat. And he made it true. Oh yeah. But there were some comedic elements in this in this story oh, yeah. too, yeah. I thought. The scene where the possessed corpse on the train, he drops in through the hatch between the doctor and Tesla and she just whips out the sonic and drops the hatch on him to knock him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a to, I could when that happened, I could see that's something the tenth doctor would have done. That's something yeah. ten would have done. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. When she tossed the, I'm gonna mess up this name, Skithra, the Skithra queen, the yeah, the that teleport device mm-hmm. to send her back up to the ship. I'm like, yep, yeah, that's something eleven would have done. So I'm seeing like, or mm-hmm. oh, that's something four would have done. So I'm seeing these little comedic elements in there and these little kickbacks that are feel much more doctory than they were without the without the heavy moralizing in you know, yeah method. you know the and Graham and Ryan have some wonderful lines back and forth yep. too yeah death rate no <laughs> <laughs> you've never um, been to a rodeo so yeah the dude who dropped through the train roof um, well first of all how did they get on the train that was a good because, question because yeah, they're, yeah, and they're in the lab and then they're on the train and I'm like Wait a minute. Yeah, I mean, I would have thought, I would have thought the TARDIS would be the logical way of getting the fuck out of there, but no, they mm-hmm. appear to get on a train, and there's a dude with the Silurian gun, which, of course, Silurian is famous for being aliens. Yeah. That really got on my tits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then they let the uh, the doctor lets the carriage loose by uh, unplugging the single. Mm-hmm. Unplugging the pin. Uh, screw or nail or pin or whatever you want to call the thing. Yeah. Uh, because I assume there's no tension on them whatsoever when a train is moving at 70 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and see, that was one of the things. She manhandles that thing apart, and the whole time I'm expecting her to sonic the hell out of it to make it come apart. And yeah. she didn't do that, so. She manhandled it. It's like, dude, nude, you wouldn't be doing that. You wouldn't be doing that, uh-uh. Yeah, you couldn't, and it would be more than just one pin, and because you'd have so many rollovers, it wouldn't even be funny with one pin. But there would be more than just the one pin holding it, wouldn't there? Chains and such, because didn't I mean Wild Wild West had more than just one pin holding <laughs> their carriage? <laughs> I would have, I would have thought so. I don't know. I don't I mean, know how trains are coupled. I can't remember. I've never looked at the couplings, but I'm sure. 
that there's that there's a redundant feature. Yeah. Yeah. So that there's something there, so that if something broke away, there would be an alert to let the front end know. Mm-hmm. Because it's rattling. I mean, it's going across yeah. tracks pretty fast. It'd be very yeah. easy to knock that one pin loose, and suddenly you'd have half your train sitting back on the track, just like, uh, well, now what? Mm-hmm. Or flipped. Yeah. Or, so, you know, going straight on the curve. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of wondered about, how the hell did you get out? And I... Even if they took the transport device and got onto the train, how did everybody else get on the train? Well, see, they didn't have the transport device then. No. Well, then how? Then what? They got what? the transport. She built the transport device in the train in the TARDIS after Tesla mm-hmm. and Yaz got sucked up. Oh, that's right. To the alien ship. Yeah. So then, how in God's name did they get? Although to she had, she already had her own transporter, didn't she? Because apparently, she's now got her own transporter that she, that she nicked off of I... some other aliens or somewhere. I guess. I don't know. Or find it in a jumble <laughs> sale or uh, a bazaar, an alien bazaar, I think it was. Well, I won't. Just letting you know this, we may have a piece of jewelry that looks just like that. For, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> mm. well, um, I want one. That was pretty cool piece of jewelry. It's just, it, yeah. it's just a scraping old piece of acrylic with, you know, it's cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. I think you need to make them, Robin. Make them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really work in acrylics, but I could probably render up something in silver if I got a good, clear picture of it. Ooh! And here is how yeah. here is how Robin's business is born. <laughs> 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 On a podcast. Well, right. Well, right now the price of silver is running around. Last time I checked, it was running around nineteen dollars an ounce, which is kind of high. Ouch. Yeah. Man, that is so. So, okay, so I love the actor that played Tesla because he was my Luca yeah. in ER. ER, Chicago actors, woo-hoo, with Alex Kingston. Uh, Gorham Visnich, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 And then uh, Alex Kingston was in ER as well. Now, see, they could have done a reunion. They could have done an ER and Doctor Who mashup by bringing River Song in mm-hmm. to meet Tesla. And then somehow working Scott Grimes in and whoever else is in the cast that's alive and bring him in. See? See, see? <laughs> e- it, it would have been an ER Doctor Who mashup. Yeah. Okay, I'll just shut up now. That was my big <laughs> you know, contribution. I was all excited about that. I think he worked really, really well as Tesla. He, mm-hmm. had, he had the look down and he. I've always liked him and everything that he's done. So Yeah, me no too. No complaints there. And he's easy to look at. I was just going to say the same thing. He's, he's. <laughs> <laughs> he was unquestionably the highlight of the episode. I don't know about yeah. easy to look at. That's none of my business. But he was certainly the um, a, a very good guest star. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh my God! If the master would have been in it, that would have been like both my eyeballs would have been bugging out at the screen. <laughs> 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 boing boing boing. See, we could have drooled all over it and shorted out the thing. <laughs> And be like, excuse me, Randy, hand me the drill bucket. <laughs> mm. I thought the period sets were very impressive as well. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And the it's... designer for the Skithra Queen, the costume designer. Mm. I've done a little bit of effects. I thought that thing was really well done. I thought it was a, a sort of a, a repurposed Rachnos design. That's what I thought it was going to be from the teaser. That yeah. was my first impression, too. When I first looked at it, and then I stopped and thought about it for a minute. It made sense when you saw the rest of the scorpions. 
and you realize, mm-hmm. okay, this is a scorpion. Scorpions and spiders are both arachnids. They're in the same family. Yeah, so yeah. to me, I went to have that leap of logic. Okay, it makes sense that they would be similar. The and but then I started really looking at the details of it, and there's a lot of differences between that. You know, there are some similarities, but there's also a lot of differences hmm. as well. And I guess I, I mean, uh, I, the one thing I did notice is they can't corner for shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. No, and uh, they are very, very easily by stopped by loaves of bread. <laughs> that, was, that was that that was definitely a Keystone Cops move, mo- moment there when they're mm-hmm. like chasing ya- uh, Yaz and Edison through the mm-hmm. alleys. That was a completely yeah. Keystone Cops moment. Have some bread, asshole. Oh, bread, <laughs> the natural enemy of the scorpion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're falling all over each other. The one that hit the wall, I was like, oh yeah, these things can't corner. Just keep going around corners. They're not going to be able to make mm-hmm. it. You can wipe them all out. You could run around the TARDIS and wipe them out. Two of them even looked at each other as if to say, dude, seriously? Yes. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. It was like a Laurel and Hardy moment. Yeah. Even the, even the little claws were lifted like, ah! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. For me, that was, those guys were kind of, I was like, ooh, yuck. Mm-hmm. And my late husband would not have been able to watch this episode. Because he... Hated scorpions. I mean, hated the little bastards. That would be the one thing that he would be like, "Yep, nope, I'm out of here." And well, I'm not exactly uh, not dissimilar to a, a, a severe arachnophobe watching something like arachnids in the mm-hmm. UK or Planet in the Spiders mm-hmm. or, yeah. Um, yeah. or or possibly now, see, spiders this. didn't bother Jade a bit. Oh really? Yeah, he wasn't afraid of spiders, but you put a scorpion in the room and he'd leave. Yeah, but to be fair, if you put a scorpion in my living room, I'd probably shit myself. We don't, we don't have them over here, so I kind of wonder what the fuck it was doing. Well, here. We have them where I live. Yeah, don't you we guys have the damn things where I live? Don't you guys have to like shake out your rugs and stuff because they run onto your rugs from outside? Well, I'm I'm a little bit higher elevation and in a more urban area, so I never have seen them in my house in Tolo. I never saw them there, but in the lab that I worked in, because the lab was out in the middle of the damn desert, we used to get them in the lab all the time. Oh, God, jeez. Okay, yep. Yeah. Mm. You knew not to reach your hand underneath of a dark, into a dark space. You opened up the cabinet. You opened up the cabinet or you pulled the box from the front. You didn't, and you opened the box up in the light. You didn't just stick your hand in. Oh, jeez, come on. You're almost as bad as Australia. Their advertising <laughs> slogan is, Welcome to Australia, we have things that'll kill you. Yeah. We've got we nothing have, like that here. We come have to... scorpions and rattlesnakes. I mean, it's not that bad. Well, you know, we have rattlesnakes. Come so. to England, see the mildly aggressive hedgehog. <laughs> Yeah, and we keep saying we want to come over and stay there. That's <laughs> I'm not surprised. I, I mean, I'm not kidding you now. We have rattlesnakes here. And I I don't think we have scorpions here, do we, Randy? But we have rattlesnakes. Not that I've ever heard. Yeah. I don't think scorpions are... And we do have black widows and recluses. Yeah, we got those too. <laughs> Nasty little bastards. <laughs> this was us. Well, anyway, go ahead. I was going to say, when I was out at the salon, we literally had a room upstairs that you had to whack stuff out of the way because you weren't sure what spiders were there. And after the first time up, I said, yeah, yeah, I'm not coming up here again. Yeah, that's a no from me. 
No, no. When they're as fat as your thumb, it's like, yep, that's it. <laughs> no. I don't mind spiders and scorpions, snakes, insects, anything like that. And I have a special reason for not wanting anything to do with them after getting bit by one last year. Oh, yeah, they're Ooh. nasty. They're nasty, but oh my god, I'm just, I'm still thinking spork. Yeah, I, I just don't like the ones that, I just don't like the ones that try to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, this could have done, because the, the, my, the bite mark on my wrist and the blister that formed looked an awful lot like pictures of a, of the early stages of a brown recluse bite. <laughs> well, so, Darren, there's nothing over there that, I mean, just seriously, the hedgehog, and that would be all we'd have to be worried about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm seriously yeah, packing my bag. On <laughs> we have wasps. Mm. Oh, oh God! Well, okay. we have those too. We do too. We have to dodge them. You guys love. Bees. Yeah, yours are probably about fourteen foot long. Oh, ours. I think the biggest one that I've seen is about half the length of my thumb, about an inch and a half, oh. about an inch long. Yeah. <laughs> you have a lot of bees over there in England, though, don't you? I mean, you have a lot of honeybees and beekeepers and. Yeah, they mind their own we, business, so the honeybees. Yeah, that's true. Um, bee, beekeepers aren't renowned for attacking people. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I'll I'll be quiet now and let y'all keep going. <laughs> we should probably steer back to the episode. <laughs> yeah, my probably interesting that. Yeah, so. It's, uh, where where were we up to? I did. We're talking yeah. about uh, anyway. I thought it was the cool. Effects makeup and the the Keystone Cops pursuit scene on on the ground. But I've done the effect. I've done effects makeup before. I've been trained in, to do it for mass casualty events and training and things like that. So I hmm. I cannot appreciate the detailing that went into creating that creature and creating that yeah. effect. I just thought it was her teeth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She got a lot of close-ups, and it was impressive. I loved her teeth. Her teeth were cool as hell. <laughs> oh, that was cool. And it had to hurt to wear the prosthetic. Just thinking about yeah. being able to speak clearly with that sort of prosthetic in your mouth. Yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> Well, the combination, to me, the combination of I would it, imagine they probably dubbed the lines. Could be. Possibly. <laughs> Might have done. Because she probably did sound like that. <laughs> well, that's interesting. It, it, yeah. That's an interesting point, Darren, if they dubbed the lines. Because they did use some vo- some kind of voice modulation with her. But there's it one did sound scene. Like it, yeah. There's one scene, though, where she's speaking to the doctor. And the voice modulation is slightly off. And her accent her her accent comes through. You can definitely, and that to me, that's one moment where I mean, when the first saw the character and it started speaking, to my my mind went alien creature. I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. But that one little bit where the voice modulation was off, hmm. I went actress in a costume pretending to be an alien character. Mm. It was just that one, but it was just the briefest moment. But she worked it. She made it really believable. I think, I'm thinking, um, yeah, that could scare a shit out of a bunch of little kids at night. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's quite indicative, actually, of how important that kind of technology, that kind of effect is. Because, I mean, if you look back to Genesis of the Daleks, you had that sort of brilliant voice modulation with Davros, and then you, the next yeah. story is, is Destiny of the Daleks, where you've got David Goodison, who puts in a fine performance, but with no voice modulation. He sounds like Bob the Builder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Now I'm going to have to go back and watch that because it's been a while since I've seen yeah. that one. Yeah, I haven't watched that one in years. What, uh, Destiny? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's not a bad story in my opinion, but... No, it's not. Bob the Builder. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but oh. I, I think they're getting the hang of getting some of these little details better, getting them right. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite bits... Yes. Yeah, was we needed an engineer. Bam! Dead. I was talking. <laughs> yeah. that, that did that that did amuse me. I did like that. <laughs> it was just right now in just the sweetest kind in in the way the the alien said it was very nice. We needed an engineer. Dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was talking. And she said it's sweet too. I was talking. <laughs> in that moment. God, I wished I had that tail sometimes. <laughs> In that moment, she seemed she seemed oddly Klingon because that's kind of the sort of thing a Klingon <laughs> commander would do. Oh yeah, it just—I yeah, I don't know yeah. why it just—it just seemed sort of very Klingon to me. Yeah, well, they steal technology from everybody, so. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I guess they could steal mannerisms too. Is that true? True. <laughs> then again, they may have been. You never know. Maybe their culture came off of the Klingon culture because they both had that scorpion head thing going on. Huh? Huh? Scorpion head thing? Huh? Oh, really? Okay. Actually, for some reason, what kept coming to my mind was the Ferengi. I'm not really sure why. Are you serious, really? Uh, Possibly the teeth? Yes, I'm not sure why. Maybe (laughs) maybe because... Maybe it might have just had to do with the shape of her costume's head. Oh, okay. Being so wide that it... Yeah. The, te- the, the teeth were very Ferengi. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that's, that could have been it, too, Adam. But aren't they more playful? They would never... They don't kill people because, you know, you talked before I did. They're more playful and, and sneaky and crafty and... Yeah. They're more opportunistic thieves mm-hmm. than militaristic thieves. But you know what? These guys would be opportunistic as well because they're picking yeah. up... True stuff throughout the galaxy mm-hmm. mm, maybe the teeth came from the mm. Ferengi and the head came from the yeah a question Te- um, diverting away slightly from Ferengi and teeth um, <laughs> although I'm sure alien orthodontology is fascinating yeah the incidental music did anyone pick up on where that came from because I, I, I recognised bits of it while they were Sort of towards the end of the episode, hmm. when the Doctor was about to uh, shoot the lightning bolt up into the sky, the incidental music seemed very, very familiar. Hmm. Oh, I'll have to listen to that again. Yeah, same here. I didn't... I'm going to have to listen to it again, because I was... Perhaps a listener can answer that. I'm going to have to listen to that again. Why should we do all the fucking work? You do some work. Lazy. <laughs> 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 You sit there and listen to these podcasts for absolutely yeah. nothing. You do, you do nothing for it. Come on, put some effort in. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I alienate all listeners on all my podcasts that I do. <laughs> well, maybe that's how we can get some feedback. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's interesting that you point that out because this is the only episode this season so far that I've watched twice. Mm-hmm. The first time I watched it, I just watched it for the entertainment value mm-hmm. to just see it. And then the second time I watched it, I was watching it with a much more analytical thought process. Mm-hmm. Why did you do that? Oh, look at these details, you know, and actually looking at things that I wanted to make note of and make and make sure I discussed with this group this time. So I guess I have to go back and take give it a third run through 
maybe not watch the episode, just listen to it and listen to what's going hmm. on in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've watched it twice. I don't think I could watch it a third time. You know what, though? <laughs> yeah, that would be neat that, to listen to it and to see if, hmm. if things, yeah, the music changes and stuff with the different music that comes through. Because I'm not a real music... You all know I'm not a real musical person. I mean, I love music, I love listening to it, but mm -hmm. I don't have the understanding of how it's produced, and I don't have any sort of musical talent at all. I mean, I can, I can tap out a rhythm on my steering wheel to the beat of a song I'm listening to, but that's about my extent. Fair enough. Wow. Mm. Music wasn't one of those gifts I inherited. The ability to read it, to play it, to, mm -hmm. to sing it, as we all know. That would be interesting <laughs> to get... <laughs> I am dreadful at reading music. And when I was at school, I had a guitar teacher, and she said, you will never, ever be able to play the guitar. Mm -hmm. Because I could not play it right-handed, even though I am right-handed. Hmm. And so I restrung the thing and played it left-handed, and uh, that's how I learned. And that's the only way I can play is left-handed. Oh, wow. I still, to this day, cannot play a guitar right-handed to save my life. Not that I can imagine any situation where playing the guitar right-handed would save my life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the, that's the only way I can play is left-handed. Hmm. Which has nothing That's to do with anything. No. <laughs> well, but, I mean, we both sing, of course, Randy's the mo more the musician than I am, but it'd be interesting to hear That's what it. Miles says about how he felt the music or what he heard at the end. Yeah. And he may be able to yeah. pin pinpoint that out for you, Darren, because yeah. if there's a piece of music, he'll know it. <laughs> and if he doesn't mm. know it, Randy knows it. <laughs> we'll see. There's a piece of music I particularly like as well. It's uh, it, it sort of, it, it was hmm. very... Very familiar, and I liked it. Um, okay, I'll have to listen for that. I do like uh, Segan Akinola's yeah. sort of slightly more understated yeah, that's scoring, um, as opposed to... Uh, don't, don't get me wrong, I love Murray Gold's stuff, but after seven or eight or nine, whatever it was, seasons of sweeping orchestral mm -hmm. stuff, you kind of need to dial it back a little bit, I think, and, and it's yeah. worked well in this series. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree with that completely. His Murray Gold's music got a little bit much sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing I don't like, I don't I don't like the theme tune. Well, that shot everybody okay. up. <laughs> I don't love it, but I don't hate it either. It's just mm -hmm. kind of there. It's got that weird sort of drop at the very opening, and I don't like that. It's just it's too weird. Yeah. Mm. But I, I like I love the incident. Oh, that th the theme music. Yeah. Yeah. Try and keep up, love. <laughs> <laughs> there was, there was, um, there was something else about the TARDIS this time that Randy pointed out, and he's like, "Why is the colors changing? Oh, why did the color just change in the TARDIS? Towards the end, when when Tesla's standing there, it's blue, blue and white, and it's like, wait a minute, why are the colors changing in the TARDIS? And well, the like, parts that were more orange were more white in the last shot. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I, I, don't talk to me about that. I. I I hate the TARDIS interior. I'm sorry. I really do. It looks like... It's just ghastly. It looks like a load of crystallized cocks around her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'll never see it the same way again. A console with a big thrusting cock in the middle of it. It's, just, it's ghastly. <laughs> well, you know, towards the end, when it was white and blue, it was actually really pretty because... Yeah, it's been a. I'm I'm getting used to the way the TARDIS looks, and it seems to change each 
each time you see it, it seems to change just a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. But mm-hmm. at the end, when, when Tesla was standing there, it was white and blue, and it's like, whoa, wait a minute, what happened here? It just went from orange yeah. and whatever color it is to this white and blue color. This is really pretty. So it looked like a bunch of, seriously, crystal cocks mm-hmm. around this with beautiful blue embellishments yeah. on them. And it was like, yeah. well, this is gorgeous. Let's keep this color. Let's not go back to the yeah. orange. And then they were back to the orange. It was like, shit. Were they? I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, it went back to yeah. the orange color. It was okay. like, shit. Well. I was thinking, you know, maybe maybe somebody accidentally didn't put the filter on, and that's the true color well, of yeah. what everything looks yeah. like, and they forgot to put the filter on. It'll be interesting to see if that happens again, or if, who knows, maybe some significance will come up for that. To be maybe. fair, it, it's it's not a Chibnall slash Whitaker thing. I have not really been a fan of the TARDIS consoles or interior design, probably since Series 1. Mm-hmm. I liked the classic series, you know, that very sort of clinical white, yeah. very spaceship-y, yeah. lots of buttons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't like taps and sink plungers and bloody bicycle pumps and things like that on a console. It just, it's just, no. It's well, it looks like it's growing, too, more. More of that. More of that is happening. There's more on it each time. Like I yeah. said, each time you see it, there's more stuff, and it's like, all right, who stuck that on there? Somebody else got something out of the kitchen sink and stuck <laughs> it on there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I like Capaldi's TARDIS. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. it had that much more, a not necessarily clean, classic feel, but spaceshipy feel. Yeah, yeah, clean. Yeah, clean. yeah, futuristic. Mm-hmm. Clean. Yeah. This is more steampunk. What my son calls clean mm. design. Yeah. 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 IKEA design. <laughs> <laughs> minimalistic, yeah, a minimalistic approach to, to design. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like, I mean, tonight's look like a steampunk thing. Yeah. And, um. With cocks. With cocks, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just you say know, steam cocks? <laughs> We're at about 40 minutes, so maybe we should start coming up with anything anybody wanted to be sure to mention that hasn't come up yet. No, I mean, what happens towards the end? You've got the Doctor beams Queen Queenie above the back up to the spaceship and Nikki gets no fame and <laughs> yeah that would that bangs on about yeah, working yeah. for the future and the future is mine yeah, yeah. And yeah I was yeah. crying towards the end of that man I was just because of knowing what what actually happened and that it did happen exactly like they said he dies penniless blah 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 and because I I, I like Nikola Tesla anyway yeah. Rankin was the the father of x-ray Tesla was truly the father of X-ray, so it's it one of yeah. these things where it's like, oh my God, it's so sad and so heartbreaking to know what happened, truly happened to him. Yeah. And and, um, and it makes you wonder. I mean, it really did. What well, makes you wonder if he had had the funding, mm-hmm. how different would we be living today? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, Ryan Ryan had a little throwaway line, and like he's talking about Wi-Fi, and mm-hmm. if Wi-Fi had if it had if it had taken off and I mean you know I can see the parallels and I can see yeah he is talking about Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and I'm thinking if that had taken off if that had been a thing a hundred years ago over a hundred mm-hmm. years ago how different would our lives be today yeah mm. very much so yeah it makes you really it, ma- it makes you really stop and think about those possibilities 
the, and that ending, that ending scene, you know, because Yaz wants that happily ever after moment, and she's like, "It's we made it better, we made it better," and the doctor's like, "No, nothing changed. It's exactly the same. This is what's supposed mm-hmm. to happen." And she's Yaz is but, so disappointed that Tesla doesn't get a happily ever after, you know, real world. You no, don't. but but they did still work in a little pep talk for the young scientists of the world. Yeah. Yes. That yes, he died penniless and miserable, but he had this long-reaching effect, and he'll be remembered forever. Yeah. I mean, well, so. here, look, you know, sit and look around the room you're in. I have, currently have my computer plugged in, alternating current. The lamp sitting behind mm-hmm. me, alternating current. I mean, an yeah. invention. The microwave, you know, in the kitchen is alternate. You know, all of this shit. Mm-hmm. Everything that we do is based off of something that was created, what, 120 years ago? Yeah, by Tesla. Yeah, by Tesla. By Tesla. And we and just we just take that completely for granted. You know, you walk into a room and split the switch, mm-hmm. and you expect that light, you expect that power to be there. Yeah. I think it's pretty a pretty poignant moment. It was, and then I I just broke down crying. I was like, oh man, and I, what had happened? That was the first time I saw the end. Second time I saw the end, I didn't. But the first time I saw the end, it was like, oh my god, and all this is so true. And you could see that Yaz wants because I I do like I do like Yaz I do like Mandip I think she's amazing. Someone asked. You it. could see in her you could see in her eyes the oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, Sue! You, you realize expected now, that. You realize that she's a Wi-Fi specialist, right? Okay, so anyway. Um, <laughs> you you can tell that she was about ready to say, and you did. And stopped herself. Mm-hmm. Mm. As opposed to saying, you got your fame. This is what you did. And you could just see in her face she was about ready to go, Doctor, I'm going to tell him. My God, they... And I don't yeah. give a shit. And she didn't. Which the Doctor had no qualms about showing Van Gogh. Yeah, I was just going to say, they almost got into a parallel with that. Yeah. yeah. Took him back and showed him how amazing his stuff was. But perhaps, I suppose, the consequences of that was that it didn't really affect his depression and he mm-hmm. killed himself anyway so right and that was another very extremely sad moment it was these two were very poignant and it was wonderful and then it goes into the next week which I am so excited about oh then Jadine with Mohawks yeah no I just want to see what Vinay Patel does again yeah. is, uh, he's so he's such a good writer so yeah I'm looking I, forward to that I I just had one other thought I wanted to put out there and see if anybody else got the same idea. The way they were vilifying Edison, do you think they were trying to draw parallels between him and the uh, Skithra Queen? Oh, I'm, with a shadow of a doubt. lives off the back of other people's inventions. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, no two ways about it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, and then he said, yeah. all of my stuff is all over the building, including his mm-hmm. name. Edison yeah. up in lights or whatever, and all I could think of was another person whose name is all over every yeah. building that he has. Yeah, but Tesla like, yeah. was a, who thinks that Edison's still alive? Edison was a businessman. I mean, yeah, he, mm-hmm. was first, he tinkered in the invention field, but he is first and foremost a businessman. He figured out how mm-hmm. to monetize inventions, and he figured out how to get other people to do a lot of the the heavy lifting for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of his inventions, they have his name on it, but he wasn't the primary developer. No. Well, and obviously, he basically sucked the life out of all the other inventors that were 
yeah. that we're inventing for him. And what was interesting is they all die in that room. Yeah. And mm. had Tesla stayed in that room hmm. working for him, it, it had nothing to do with the fact that the two Scytheras came in and went blah, 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 and killed everybody. It had nothing to do with any of that. I didn't think. It had to do with this is what is going to happen to you if you stay in this room, and this would have happened to Tesla, is he would have died. He would have had the energy sucked out of him. He would have died in that room at the minimal wage, making inventions for somebody that's now a billionaire. I'm sorry, what's that noise the Scythra make? <laughs> it just drew a real parallel to, okay, here's Edison. In our current and, modern society. Well, modern society and Edison sucked the life out of these inventors. The Scythra sucked the life out of the inventors as well. So it just sort of drew, and the only one that escaped that was Tesla, because he took him, he yeah. went off on his own. Hmm. Whether he died penniless or not, he died his own man. He didn't die. Yeah. He had the life sucked out of him. Mm-hmm. Indentured to, you know, basically married to a job. They all died in that room, and they did all die in that yeah. room. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of went, ooh, that's a freaky parallel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so what that happened? Okay. I, I don't know much about Edison. Uh, that happened in real life. No, I mean, as far as he truly did, he had people working for him, and he basically took their inventions. And yeah, no, I know that, but I thought you meant that he had a factory of workers that died or something. No, no, yeah. I was saying that by by sucking the life out of somebody, ah, and right. when the Scythras came through, they sucked the life out of everybody too. There's a lot of sucking they, going they on basically... in this Sucking in cocks. They were oh, all okay. over the place. Mostly the episode <laughs> <You know>? itself. <laughs> and critters oh that God. can't corner. Yeah, well, you know, you got to end it on something. To... <laughs> I'm just going to say we're running out of time. Is that how we want to end it? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I think it's customary we give our scores at the end of it, isn't it? Oh, that's yes. right. That's right. Uh, Who's first? Randy well, just nominated you, so. <laughs> <laughs> I would say probably a 9.5, way up there. I, I love the way it mixed in the historical and the education and a fairly decent sci-fi story. A little bit far-fetched that they would choose Nikola Tesla out of all the possible technical, technical geniuses in the universe, but I was impressed. Robin. I give it an 8 just because of some things that weren't very well done as far as like the doctor suddenly I'm here and you know that pop-in moment and just a few little technical details I thought the story itself was entertaining and I thought most of the characterizations were done pretty well the only another thing that the only other thing I thought was could have used a little bit more development is it didn't seem like there was enough for the companions to do this time three we had two main guest characters a secondary guest character plus the entire TARDIS team and it just seemed like there wasn't enough room for everybody in the story I think okay that's we got two ratings we need Sue and Darren Sue Sue says eight for about the same reasons of Robin that Robin said as far as the doctor just suddenly appearing but also the fact that it was not epilepsy friendly and again no warning it was totally totally not epilepsy friendly totally not migraine friendly if if you're if lights and handheld shakiness is your trigger mm. totally not that way because i started to feel i started an aura 
right? I mean, it was it didn't take much, and I was like, uh-oh, I'm getting an aura. And I was able to get out of the room and just, and I, I had to cover my head a few times. And it's like, okay, guys, come on. There is no warning on this anywhere. And unfortunately... No, there hasn't been on any of them. It's, it's, it's no. really bad, actually. Yes, it is. For, for like, for people that have migraines, for people that are, are epileptic, for people that have Parkinson's, for people that have all these different things that light or handheld shakiness or whatever is a trigger, for God's sakes... Just put a teeny little warning that says, this may induce seizures or migraines. Yeah. Nothing. Not a damn thing. So for that, I'm dropping what I would have given a 9 to an 8. Okay. That's why I'm doing it. And Darren. Well, at the start of this review, I said I find it worse than last week's episode. But on reflection, I don't think much could be worse than last week's episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm not saying la- I'm not saying last week's episode was the worst episode ever because I mean you've got crap like um, in the forest of the night that was way worse than that shit, but this was still for me decidedly mediocre. So I would give it a five. Okay. For the most part, I just found it unbelievably boring. Wow. It just didn't grasp my attention for some reason, and and, and it should have because I I like the sort of historicals. I like Tesla. Yeah. It had a a fantastic lead actor but it just didn't seem very well paced it sort of, just sort of chugged along for the first half an hour and then along come the big alien scorpion twats and um, <laughs> and in the last ten minutes he's as frenetic as hell and <laughs> it was kind of like sex you know 40 minutes of foreplay and then 10 minutes of coming <laughs> <laughs> okay You tuned in. <laughs> Thinking, yeah, Miles is going to have to put all kinds of warnings on this one. This used to be a respectable podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, that's oh, a good that thought is... to end with, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so tune in next week to see what we think of Jadoon with Mohawks. Yeah. Oh, Will I get my. the horn? Okay. <laughs> Somebody will get the horn. <laughs> or give it. Somebody's going to get it, yeah. How bad? Did you point that out last week, Darren, that the Jadoon were not... They're the friends of the Doctor. They're not the enemy of the Doctor. And in this one, it appears like they're not exactly that friendly with the Doctor. I'm not sure. It's, it's going to be interesting I don't know if see. it was me who pointed it out, but they, they, don't, they don't seem overly friendly, do they? Mind no. you, they're not exactly the happiest of animals. We don't find them in the karaoke bar at 3 o'clock in the morning singing my way. <laughs> <laughs> and now the which frankly is come. disappointing <laughs> mm. oh horny little bastards anyway okay. we'll find out next week <laughs> on next week's episode of Doctor Who's line is it anyway anyway, la, 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 anyway. La. okay, okay until so then bye everybody bye, bye. toodle pip so there you have it listeners that's what happens when I'm not there I better not miss another one eh goodness gracious me total chaos anyway join us next week for our review of Fugitive of the Jadoon see you next time bye
it's recording okay okay so then are you doing the countdown thing or the sync up thing or how do you do that randy you want to do Doesn't it Doesn't matter. You, you're running this <laughs> go oh, big shoot, guy that's right how does he do that i think he said he takes his headphones off or something i think he unplugs his microphone and then counts and then has all of us calls everybody by name and we say something and then he plugs his microphone back in i think is how he does it why does he unplug his microphone? Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's what I was just wondering, too. I don't... Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll start our record, if we all start our audio stream at the, you know, at the same time, then yeah. it should that's be pretty well synced up. Yep. Yeah. Count us in, Randy. Ha, <laughs> ha, Three, two, one. Okay. <laughs> no, you didn't hear fuck from me. No profanities <laughs> yet. That's a good... Ha, <laughs> ha. It's so much smoother without Miles. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, I I did the technical side. Somebody else can moderate the chat if they want. (laughs) You know, we probably should have worked this all out before we started. Oh, well. It'll be more fun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't everybody jump in at once. Have we actually started this episode, or are we just sitting here talking bollocks? <laughs> no, it's, it's recording, so... No, I've got a recording going. I see you oh, know, that's, the yeah, little Miles. sine waves. Yeah, Miles usually says some kind of introductory stuff at oh, the beginning, and I don't remember what. <laughs> well, he can say I that. Will. If you'd like to get involved with Doctor Who's London in any way, there's many different ways that you can do so. Obviously, we're always looking for cast members. So, if you just fancy having a go, having a go at a bit of improv, the more people we can get involved, the better the chance of actually recording something and therefore producing new episodes for you to listen to. Uh, So, you can reach us through Twitter, through Facebook, any one of us you can speak to, myself, Kat, Suki, Robin, Sue, any one of us. Just let, let us know that you're interested and we'll get you in, on board and you can have a go. You can also, if you like, try your hand a bit of editing. My new job is taking up a lot of my time and therefore I'm not getting much of an opportunity to do much editing and I can't do much at the moment anyway because all the files are in the ether. But if we produce new stuff, it would be nice if somebody else would like to have a go at that. So you can do that. Obviously, if you fancy producing sound effects, music, ideas for plots ideas for uh, characters, anything like that we'd be more than grateful to receive them and we'll instigate anything that we can for you and of course it always helps to uh, boost our our ratings boost our public profile if we can get likes and comments on things like iTunes so if you've listened to the podcast and you like what you hear just stick a few stars on it for us just write a little review it would be very much appreciated and if it gets us out there more people hear us more people might be interested in joining in we might get more cast as a result of that 
keeps the podcast going. So any assistance you can give us in that direction would be very much appreciated. And as mentioned previously, we will be back in a couple of weeks with our next episode. So until then, cheerio. From all of us here on BBC One, a very good night. Good night.